Dr. Dave, ever since I started microdosing magic mushrooms, I have noticed that I'm losing interest in my activities, especially the ones that I really used to like. Is this normal and what should I do? Signed, Nicole. Hey, Nicole, we're going to answer that question for you right now in this episode. Plus, i got a lot more I'm going to answer, so stand by, everybody. I am Dr. Dave, and this is Microdose U. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this, watch this. Hey there, champions and friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Microdose U, I am... Dr. Dave, and I really appreciate the fact that you're here. I've got an action-packed episode for you today because I'm going to go ahead and tackle some of these questions that you've been asking me that have been accumulating a little bit, and we're going to call this a lightning round because I'm going to go ahead and answer Nicole's question right now, and then I've got a bunch of other ones that I think are going to really resonate with you and everyone else that's listening. Before I do that, real quickly, I, I have not thanked anybody for a little while for your great reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So let's get into this. I want to thank Etiquette UFOs. I know I mispronounced that, but um, Etiquette says, I really like your positivity about everything. Well, thank you so much, Etiquette UFOs. I really appreciate you. And Deborah Du429 says, I'm happy to find you. And a lot more that she writes there. And I really appreciate you, Deborah Du, and anyone else that's listening and reviewing and rating. Thank you so much. By the way, I want to I want to tell you the reviews and rating is. I, I think I haven't bugged you enough about it lately. They've slowed down a little bit on Spotify and Apple, so I try not to bug you too much. I really want to get into the meat of the episode every time these days. But um, if you have a second, go ahead and give us a review and rating. It really does help the show, and by helping the show, that means many more people that are experiencing depression, anxiety, PTSD, and many, many other types of mental health issues can be helped. Because the more ratings and reviews we get on the show, the more that Apple and Spotify and all the other podcast platforms are going to push it out to people that really could use this type of help. So thanks so much. And remember, one more thing real quickly before I answer Nicole's question and the others, is that in every episode, we have show notes, and I have four very important links. And one of them is to my newsletter that I send out probably a few times a month, a couple times, two, three times a month, something like that. And when you subscribe to the newsletter, it's all free. You get registered in a drawing for a wonderful mushroom-covered microdose journal. So make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. The link is in the show notes. And when you're there, remember our private Facebook group, it's a great group. We answer questions that help you all out in between episodes here. And to get into that, it's going to ask you a passphrase. And the passphrase is simply free pass. Put that in there. We will let you in. Now, Nicole's question is a really good one. She pretty much is saying that, is it normal to start experiencing disinterest in activities that you once liked or TV shows that you used to enjoy, but now you don't enjoy these at all? And I feel a different connection and disconnection regarding closeness or understanding others. I see a lot about the wonderful benefits, which, by the way, I've absolutely experienced and they saved my life. But I don't see many people that talk about their emotional struggles and losing interest in activities and TV shows and friends. Please help me. 
Nicole, I am going to help you. It's a, it's a really good question. I think this might be the first time this type of question has really ever been asked. And I want to say that what you're experiencing, although it seems to you like you're starting to lose interest in some of the things that you used to like, for example, TV shows, friends, uh, activities that you used to do. But what I've noticed with mushrooms is that they pretty much guide you and point you in the right direction, the direction they think your life should go in, and the direction that probably on some level you already know that your life should go in. So since I've started microdosing, I've noticed that I am very focused in my interests now. Some of the things that I maybe used to do or used to like, or even some of the people I used to hang out with, I'm just not as interested in that anymore. And I think that's pretty much a positive thing because I think the mushrooms know that you know, maybe we thought we liked these things and we did them, but maybe they weren't really the direction or weren't re they weren't really helping the direction of our lives. So I think the mushrooms are pointing you where you should be going in your life, Nicole, to achieve what you want to achieve. Now, again, I'm not really sure which shows you're talking about or what activities or what friends, but I have a feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have a feeling that maybe without some of these TV shows, or maybe when you're not hanging around these particular people, that may, maybe they're exerting some negative influence in your life. I don't really know the answer to that, but I think the mushrooms know best, and they're pointing you, and they're taking you away from some of the things that may not have been as good for you as you may have thought. That may not make a lot of sense right now, but I think the more you think about this, you might say to yourself, ah, Dr. Dave could be right about that. These things were not really, even though I like them, they were not really adding value to my life and they were not helping me get where I wanted to be in my life. Now, I might be wrong. I'm not really sure. Again, I don't know you well enough and I don't know exactly what these things you're talking about are, but I have a feeling... I really have a feeling, but not only a feeling, a pretty strong feeling that these mushrooms are guiding you. Write back to me and let me know if you think I could be right there. Let me expand on it a little bit more and we'll maybe take it to another level, this question. But I think you understand what I'm saying and I think the mushrooms are doing the right thing for you. Okay, here is another question and it does not have, oh no, it does have a name, Mark. And Mark is asking me, are you aware of anyone with bipolar 2 that's successfully microdosing with mushrooms? I'm considering it because I have been having negative side effects with doxepin and trazodone. Thank you again. Have a great night. Mark, how did you know it was night here? I love that. I love the fact that you know exactly what time I'm recording, but you are right. I am recording at night, so good for you. Um, do, I do I know anybody personally with bipolar 2 or anybody that I'm working with with bipolar 2 that's been successful with mushrooms? Um, honestly, not, not offhand. Most of the people I work with, even on a one-to-one -one basis, most of the people I work with through Zoom meetings and one-to-one and, you know, -one coaching, um, the majority, the overwhelming majority are having some type of anxiety depression, and PTSD. Those are like by far the most common. Now, I have heard of people with bipolar 2 that are attempting to use magic mushrooms to help them out. I just am not deep enough into this to let you know any results yet, but I don't think there's any danger, especially if it's bipolar 2. I don't think there's any danger whatsoever in using magic mushrooms to try this. Because remember, again, magic mushrooms will rewire your brain in the right way, in the way that they feel your brain should be wired. So 
Mark, I, w- I would give that a try, and also please let me know. I don't think, again, I don't think there's any danger whatsoever. Although, remember, this is not medical advice. I'm never giving out medical advice. This is just friend talking to friend here on my podcast. But, Mark, give it a try if you if you wish, and please, again, let me know. Let me know how it goes. When you all follow up to my questions that I've answered, it does help me answer them better in the future because I can I really have more data and more people telling me yeah, this did work, this did not work. So please, again, do follow up. But yes, Mark, give it a try. I think for bipolar two, you're going to be just fine. Michael is asking, do you have any recommendations for spore or culture suppliers for those starting to get their hands dirty with mycology at home? Mike, um, Michael, good question there. Um, and remember, I want to make sure everybody understands this. I never, ever talk about sourcing where to buy magic mushrooms or anything like that. However, spores are legal. Spores are generally totally legal, so I will address this. I don't have much experience with spores other than the fact that I know there is a company, and they are on the up and up. They're a good company, I understand. I did a podcast interview with them. I don't know if they're ever going to release it because they may have gone in a different direction. I'm just not sure. But but anyway, I do know that mushroomsupplies.com could be the answer to what you're looking for. Again, they do not sell magic mushrooms. I believe only spores. So check those out. They are a legit company and they're not scammers and they will have information for you. If they can't help you, I'm I'm pretty sure they'd be able to help out, um, guide you in the right direction for sure. Okay, Dave asks, I'm going to start making my own capsules for microdosing. How long are they good for before they start losing potency? Can I make a 30-day supply at once or even 60-day or even 90 days? Dave, good news is yes, you can do this. They will last quite a long time. I would definitely store them in a cool, dry, dark place. And if you do that, I don't see any reason why they won't last at least one to two years without really losing much potency at all. Go ahead and capsule away, and I think you're going to be totally fine storing them for for at least that length of time. Carol says, well, actually, this is not a question. It's a, it's a statement. It's a thank you. Thanks for answering my question in the podcast. Carol, you are very welcome. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate writing back just to give me that thank you. That means a lot to me. So you are very welcome. And keep those questions coming because that's how we keep this podcast going. Tamara asks, Dr. Dave, I have a question about you, and that is, with your two-plus years of microdosing journey experience, how has your dose changed? Are you at the same dose, or have you gone up or down over time? And I'm not referring to booster or macrodoses. Tamara, hey, thanks. That's a really cool question, and I will answer that. So I think I've mentioned to you all earlier in different episodes, when I first started, and I always recommend this, when you first start microdosing, I really do recommend following a regimen. And in my episode called the 2023 Absolute Beginner's Guide to Microdosing Magic Mushrooms, I do say that a good starting dose, if you've got no experience whatsoever with magic mushrooms, is 50 milligrams. Now, that's a very, very small dose, 50 milligrams. It's 0.05 grams. And I do recommend going generally about four to five days on and then taking a couple days off, and then repeating, and then, again, I explained that in detail in that episode. However, I know that's not what you're asking. You're asking, once you have a really good feel, once you've been microdosing for a long time, what do you do? How does your, how does your dose change? And the way I'll answer that is, it's, yeah, yeah, my dose changes that I, I microdose now 
when I feel like it. Sometimes it could be five, six, seven days in a row. Some days it, I could take, some weeks I could take a lot of time off and really hardly microdose at all. And the dose I take, these days I'm not really weighing my mushrooms out in capsules as, as much. I still do that a little bit, but I'm generally just taking little bites off of a chocolate bar. And for example, let's just say the top chocolate bar is one gram. The little section is one gram. I can really approximate. I've been doing this so long. I could approximate and know exactly how much I'm taking. Well, it won't be, I, I shouldn't use the word exactly. It's not exact and it's not an exact science, but I could take a little bite and I can tell whether that's going to be a microdose, a little bit more than a microdose. And I have a really good feel, but it only comes from experience. So if you're brand new, I would say, again, please use capsules or tea or, or very, very accurately measured doses. And, you know, again, like I said, it's not exact, but do them for a few days, three, four, five days in a row, then take a couple days off, then repeat that and go up as needed. But then once you're well into this and you really understand how you're going to feel in all situations with all doses, then you could do what I'm doing. Just kind of wing it, go by feel, take a bite off a chocolate bar, and then you'll find that that works really well for you. But again, not until you really are experienced. Todd asks, does microdosing cause you to get sleepy? And is it possible it makes you more irritable late and end of day when extra tired? Todd, um... In most cases, not, but it does happen sometimes. I think I've also mentioned this before on other episodes. Most of us microdose in the morning when we're, we just wake up before breakfast on an empty stomach, and it really gives us you know, good energy for, for a good part of the day. Now, a small percentage of people do report that it makes them sleepy or sometimes even a little bit irritable. And if that is the case, that's okay. That does not mean it's not working. It does not mean something's wrong. If that is the case, though, if it makes you sleepy, then I do recommend microdosing closer to bedtime, and that will help you get a good night's sleep while the microdose is actually working. Remember, it rewires your brain, so it does not have to be during the day that you microdose, as long as you're microdosing on a regular schedule and it start, the medicine is starting to rewire your brain, it doesn't matter tremendously. However, many of us do like to get the added benefit of doing it in the morning because, again, even though it's not psychoactive, we're not tripping, we're not feeling high, we're not feeling stoned, we're not feeling psychedelic effects, you still do feel more mindful, more aware of things, uh, a, a better frame of mind if you do it in the morning. That's what I feel. So I hope that helps you. Todd, Eileen, how young can people start microdosing? So the answer, Eileen, is I don't know. I mean, let's try microdosing infants and see how they... No, no, I'm kidding, please. Somebody's going to take that out of context. They're going to take, the, take that little audio clip and they're going to say, see, Dr. Dave recommends microdosing. No, he does not. It was a joke. We're allowed to joke around sometimes, right? I don't know the answer. I would say it's probably safe. Um, and again, this is not medical advice and I'm not positive of this answer, but I, I certainly wouldn't do it if you're under 18 or somebody's under 18, probably even better 21 years old, because again, your brain is still forming and growing um, under, under age 21 and definitely under age 18. So my feeling is let's not really be microdosing people too young. We don't know really, there's not, there's not enough research. And again, when we're dealing with the growth of the brain, we don't really want to interfere with that. At least that's what we feel now. Now, again, in the future, that might be different. We might say, hey, look, while the brain is growing, 
while it's growing, while it's doing its thing, microdosing is a great thing because it, it guides it in that right direction. I don't know the answer to that. I wouldn't do it. If it were my kids, I'd probably say, wait till you're 21. But again, that could change sometime in the near future when we have a little bit more research on that. Lisa, should I stop my low dose of Zoloft, 50 milligrams? So far, I'm taking it with my microdosing and I'm doing pretty well. Lisa, generally, I recommend not stopping or not weaning off of Zoloft or any type of antidepressant so quickly. Keep it going with your microdosing, but then after a certain amount of time, let's say many months, many months, if you feel like you're doing really well, your days are getting better and better and better, then it's time to start weaning. And when I say weaning, I mean very slowly. Don't just cut it off cold turkey. Don't go quickly. When I weaned off of my Lexapro, I did it really slowly. So you might want to go back and, and listen to one of my episodes where I really talk about how I weaned off of my antidepressants. But it's a great question, and I think a lot of people make the mistake of starting to microdose, and they're so eager, and they, they think this thing's going to work so quickly, and they're so excited, they just stop their antidepressants. And that's usually, not always, but it's usually a formula for disaster. So I would not recommend getting off very quickly at all. But you will be getting off of it. So that's the good news. Just don't rush it. Take your time. I think your body and your mind will know when it's time. And again, do it very, very slowly. Rachel asks me how to microdose on an intuitive schedule. Um, okay, so Rachel, I just answered that question. If you go back and listen to Tamara's question to me about how um, I microdose now, um, go back and listen to that because I think I would give the exact same answer that, that I gave Tamara to your question, um, how to intuitively microdose. And it really does work, and I, that's what I'm doing these days. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now as we speak. <laughs> okay. um, Dave asks, how long should one break from microdosing to get the full effect from a macrodose that's going to be taking place soon? And then Carol asked a very similar question. How often should one take a tolerance break and what is the importance of doing so? So Dave wants to know pretty much he's getting ready to macrodose. How long should he stop the microdose before macrodose? I would say a good rule of thumb would be about a week. It could be plus or minus, but if you stop your microdosing for about a week, eh, five, six, seven days at least, and then you want to do a macrodose, you're going to be totally fine. You should you should be able to realize the, the full effect of the macrodose. And Carol's question, how often should you take a tolerance break? Um, again, and what's the importance of doing so? It's because if you if you microdose every single day for a long time, you will develop some tolerance. It just will not be as effective. Um, I did do a test on myself, though. There was a point where I dosed I think, every day for at least at least a month. And I still was fine, but everybody's different. And all of the research and experts out there do say it's good to take a tolerance break. I think it's more important to take a tolerance break for a macrodose, but for a microdose also. You just should not keep doing it every single day. Just take a few days off every once in a while. If, you've, if you're experienced in microdosing, and I think you're going to be okay. Just, I hope that helps both Dave and Carol. Xenia asks, thoughts on microdosing the day after drinking some alcohol? That's not a problem at all. 
that that should not be any problem. It should not you should not feel any effect if you have a little bit of alcohol the day before, even the day of. It's 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 generally you can do the two of those. And again, I if you've listened to me for quite some time, I am not a big alcohol fan. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I'm not against it. I just don't do it. It just doesn't really do anything for me. It makes me tired. And there's just other things out there that I think are a lot better. But if you are going to drink some alcohol, it is perfectly fine to microdose the same day or the next day. Just please, please, please do not overdo it with the alcohol. Have a drink with dinner, a drink or two, but, don't, but please don't drink too much. And the second part of her question is, my husband and I are trying to conceive. Is it okay to occasionally microdose while trying to get pregnant? Xenia, although, again, I always say that this is not medical advice. When we're dealing with getting pregnant, having a baby, having a healthy baby, I don't know the answer. And I'll tell you something else. I'm not so sure anyone else knows the answer. When my mom was pregnant with me many, many, many decades ago, I think she smoked and drank some alcohol. And look at me. I turned, look how I turned out. I don't know. Maybe that's some of my problem. I don't know the answer. But, but these days, of course, they say, no, you, can, you should not drink alcohol when you're pregnant. And you should not be smoking or doing anything that's harmful to your body. I don't have the answer with magic mushrooms. So if I could say it's probably better not to, but again, that's a, that's a stab in the dark because I don't really know the answer. I guess somebody could say, somebody could pose a question. Well, is it better for the baby if you're taking SSRIs, antidepressants, or is it healthier for the baby if you're just taking something natural like magic mushrooms? Again, I don't know. And you know, by the way, it's, it's totally fine if somebody asks you a question and you're not sure of the answer, it's better to say, I just don't know, than to make something up and to lie and to deceive and to steer people in the wrong direction. The last thing I want to do is give the wrong answer to somebody that is trying to conceive, trying to have a baby, trying to become pregnant. The last thing I want to do is, is mess them up. So I know if I say, I'm pretty sure you're going to be safe if you don't microdose magic mushrooms. That's a pretty safe answer. But if you do think about that, again, if there's depression or anxiety or PTSD, the stress coming from your body to the, to the, to the fetus, is that's not going to be good either. So we do need a balance. I'm not sure of the balance. And, and okay, my gut feeling, I'll go out on a limb right here. My gut feeling says if you occasionally do a microdose while you're pregnant, it's probably not going to be a problem. That's my gut feeling. Again, not medical advice. And I don't even know, I don't know for sure. So I'm going to have to leave that answer as kind of unanswered and not sure. And I think you just need to do what you feel is right and what you feel is best for your unborn baby. And by the way, good luck to you and your husband. Wow. Great episode here. I thank you for your questions for this lightning round. Great questions today. And if you send more questions... I will do another lightning round as soon as possible. The only way to hear more lightning rounds is to keep sending those questions in, guys. I love you all. I really do. I feel your energy here. Something special is going on tonight because I honestly feel your energy a little bit more than I normally feel it, which is a good thing because I normally feel great energy from you. Just tonight, I feel a little bit more. So congratulations. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being a friend. I am Dr. Dave. This is Microdose You. Remember, brand new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday. I'll see you next time.